I don't know. Crossy Pussy Packer Nation. Welcome to an episode of Podcast, the podcast where you don't have to do backwards time, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. So let's just go for it. Grassy. And today I'm going to attempt to do the top 10 power rankings heading into week three of the NFL. And what's funny is considering how crazy week one was, I figured... It can't be topped. Yeah, there'll be like a game or two that's going to be insane. But it turns out that this was one of the most wild weeks of the NFL in recent memory as games were choked away, miraculous comebacks occurred, and just overall anarchy and chaos. So in trying to make this list, I'm kind of just flabbergasted at this point. We're all just doing our best here. Basically, the entire league is one and one, except for the Giants. Uh, Somehow, they are in the company of the Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, and Dolphins, and Buccaneers, just like everybody suspected and anticipated. So, yeah, folks, I I don't know. I really, really don't. But we're going to try, and we're going to see how it goes. So, starting off with number 10, I wasn't even going to put them on this list, but hell, I put the Seahawks there last week. We're going with the New Jersey Giants. Springsteen, come quick. What is it, Bruce? Is Dave Gettleman back? I'll get him for you. We made it into the top 10 on the power rankings. You did? Am I on there too? No, because you still kind of suck. Oh, yeah. This is almost as great as that one time I got two stickers. How do I save this forever and put it on the fridge? I'll get the big magnets. We'll hang the whole laptop on the fridge. Genius. Pull off a win against the Titans in week one, which now doesn't look that impressive after they just got the crap beaten out of them by the Bills on Monday night, but then also pulled off a win in one of the weirdest and honestly most boring games against the Panthers, and now they're sitting with the Eagles atop the NFC East. The Giants, week one, they looked a lot better with Saquon Barkley. Didn't really get the run game going until a little bit later in week two against the Panthers. But somehow, someway, the Giants are here. They have a Monday night game against the Dallas Cowboys, which should be a really big game. But the Giants are finding ways to win. Without Kenny Galladay, and there's rumors about what's going on there, there may be a breakup coming along. That definitely was a waste of money. But the Giants were my sleeper team last year just because they have the talent that's there. I will say Daniel Jones is getting sacked a lot, and I'm not really the biggest believer in Daniel Jones. But if Saquon Barkley is able to kind of continue to carry that team a little bit, I think there is some room for optimism here. I think Brian Dable is a good coach. And while they didn't have to go for any crazy, risky two-point conversions here, the Giants got it done and they are one of the undefeated teams in the NFL thus far. Number nine, you got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers. Uh, I was contemplating putting them on this list. I actually was going to potentially put the Vikings here, and here's my logic as to why the Packers are here instead of the Vikings. Yes, the Vikings beat the Packers, but in looking at it, the Packers, a couple plays go their way. They're in it against the Vikings. 
looking at the Christian Watson drop, looking at the A.J. Dillon stuff on the one-yard line. And then they come out and they beat the Bears uh, pretty easily. The Vikings, they take down the Packers, but then get the ever-living crap beaten out of them. It is Monday night, so we know Kirk Cousins is like the opposite of a werewolf in which he just turns into a guy who shops at Kohl's. No offense to Kohl's because they got some great value there. My wife dresses me. The Vikings lost so bad. Kirk Cousins looked horrible. He just kept throwing to Darius Slay like he wore a purple jersey. Dalvin Cook was limited. Justin Jefferson was limited. And I think just considering how well the Lions played against the Eagles, the Vikings, yeah, they kind of just dropped down. They'd probably be my number 11 team. The Packers are here is because this is the Packers team I wanted to see. Aaron Jones slicing up that Bears defense, averaging over eight yards a carry on Sunday night. On top of that, A.J. Dillon played really well. Alan Lazard came back. Elton Jenkins came back from injury. And we still have pieces yet to go. The wide receivers still looking a little bit shaky, but Aaron Rodgers didn't do too shabby on Sunday night football. And help, the Bears were able to beat the San Francisco 49ers, so... I don't know. So the Packers are here at number nine. They have a big matchup with the Buccaneers next week. Their defense was able to get it done. Their offense was efficient, dominating time possession. And so because of that, the Packers are here at number nine. Number eight. You got the Detroit Lions. I, in all my years... I didn't think I'd be putting the Lions much in the top 10, at least for another year or so. And I didn't think in week two I'd be putting them ahead of the Packers, but here we are. Who would have thought? Not me. The Lions, really close game with the Philadelphia Eagles. They took them to the limit, and we saw what the Eagles did against the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night. The Lions also, while they almost did their best of choking away the lead to the Commanders, were able to hold back the Commanders. Aiden Hutchinson with three sacks in the first half was an absolute monster. Amon Ross St. Brown, ever since the Vikings win last season, has just been phenomenal. And the Lions would be even better if they didn't have Jared Goff at quarterback. You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. But even with Jared Goff at QB, they're still finding ways to be successful. They're all on top of that. They have a great run game. Swift leading the way there. I would like to see a little bit more from guys like TJ Hawkinson. But their offensive line is good. Their defensive line is good. And their secondary, while there definitely is some work that's needed to be done there, I think the Lions are a pretty solid team right now. I'm not going to hype them to the moon and say they're a playoff team just yet. I still think they're a year and a franchise QB away from that. But as I said before this season started, the Lions are going to be a pain in the ass for a bunch of teams. I know it's going to happen against the Packers. And right now, Lions, you make the top 10 at number eight. Number seven, you got the Los Angeles Chargers. Unfortunately, suffering defeat against the Kansas City Chiefs this past Thursday. Kind of chargered it away a little bit. But the Chiefs are a very good football team. Justin Herbert getting injured, just fracturing his cartilage in his ribs, which I didn't know that was a thing, but still putting on a gutsy effort. He still is day-to-day. Thankfully, they have some time off before he's going to be playing the Jaguars. Look, the Chargers, they're good. Missing Keaton Allen definitely hurt them, but Mike Williams was able to step up in a hostile environment in Arrowhead. And right now, in the AFC West, I think the Chargers are the biggest threat to the Chiefs because it sure as hell ain't going to be the Broncos and Raiders by the looks of it. So the Chargers, in a losing effort, still make the top 10. They don't drop down too far. 
and we'll see what they're able to do for the rest of the season. Number six, you got another team that suffered uh, an embarrassing defeat, and that is the Baltimore Ravens losing against the Miami Dolphins. They had it all but secured, and then they just, well, they blew it. Perhaps when their mascot destroyed their leg, that was the omen. But the Ravens, they got some injuries on defense. Not the greatest look. I will say, though, Lamar Jackson is that guy. Pay that man his money. He was the one who kept them in the game. And I still think the Ravens have plenty of room to improve. They still need Gus Edwards back. They need J.K. Dobbins back. And they need them both back badly. Rashad Bateman emerged as a really great receiver during this game. Mark Andrews had a bounce back game from kind of an underwhelming game in week one. So the Ravens, again, I think they're going to be very competitive. I think they're probably going to win their division because the Browns don't look great. The Bengals, woof, and the Steelers... Yeah, they had Mitch Trubisky there. So I think the Ravens are still going to be favorites in the AFC North. Thankfully, the rest of the division also lost, so they didn't really lose too much ground here. And I think the Ravens will still be in this conversation come playoff time. And so while this loss really hurts against the Dolphins, the Ravens still are hanging around in the top 10. Number five, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, You did it, Bucs. You beat the New Orleans Saints in the regular season. I don't know what trophy you get, but you get something. And listen, it was not an easy game. Brady fumbling on a botched snap, messed up his ring finger on his right hand early on. They really didn't get Fournette going at all. He really struggled after dominating the Cowboys the previous week. And they were missing their receivers. Godwin out. On top of that, Julio Jones out. And then Mike Evans went and got himself ejected and suspended for a week. And so Tom Brady was relying on guys like Scotty Miller, who just kept either dropping passes or falling down, and guys like Russell Gage. Though they did just sign Cole Beasley today, but I'm not sure if that's actually going to increase or decrease the amount of shots they take downfield. Their defense was able to do enough to kind of keep the Saints at bay. They were able to pick off Jameis Winston, who did not look good in this game at all. And while the run game for the Saints was looking pretty good with Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram did fumble, and the Bucs wound up capitalizing. They have a big game with the Packers next week. We'll see which receivers are going to be available. But right now, the Bucs are undefeated. They're able to exercise the demons that are the regular season Saints, and so they remain undefeated. Number four, you got the Miami Dolphins. Woo, talk about a comeback. Dolphins fans, uh, this was the game that you have been waiting for with Tua. And after a very, very slow start, Even last week, their offense did not look good. It was kind of their defense that looked good. This week, oh, it was the offense. Started off slow in the first half, but they came alive in that fourth quarter. Tyreek Hill, two bombs for touchdowns. Jalen Waddell, two touchdowns as well. Chase Edmonds breaking one free, allowing them to set up one of those great drives. This was the offense that Miami's Dolphins fans were going, I pray that McDaniel's going to bring this to Miami. And for this week... He definitely did. They have an amazing showdown with the Buffalo Bills, which will be the perfect litmus test for them next week. And if they want to see if they're for real, that's the opponent to do it against. Number three, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, uh, mentioned before, beat the ever-living crap out of the Vikings. Jalen Hurts 
was perfect, I think, for his first, like, 10 to 15 throws, just making amazing plays. But the biggest thing that I was looking at while watching that game was Jalen Hurts was not rattled. He was either rushing well, he was throwing the ball well, Miles Sanders was moving the ball, A.J. Brown was playing well, Devontae Smith was playing well. They have so many offensive weapons, and the defense, good God, Slay was in Kirk Cousins' nightmares on Monday night. And if the Eagles are able to keep this up, they're in a weak division they should have no problems making the playoffs. I am interested to see how they're going to play against some of the better teams in the league. But right now, the Eagles have proven that they're a top three team and they look like they're going to be difficult to stop this season. Number two, you got the Kansas City Chiefs able to come on back in Arrowhead and get the W against the Chargers. Another undefeated team at 2-0. And as I said before, The Chiefs are kind of in the driver's seat. We got a long way to go before the end of the season, but considering all the hype of the AFC West in the first two weeks, I haven't really seen much of it from the other teams, especially looking at you, Broncos and Raiders. But the Chiefs continue to be good. Patrick Mahomes still making great throws, able to spread the ball around a little bit. Travis Kelsey, of course, is still Travis Kelsey. And that defense is definitely underrated. They have one of the best home field advantages in the NFL. And the Chiefs deserve this number two spot. Personally, I cannot wait for them to take on the Buffalo Bills because I think that's just going to be fireworks. So right now, Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs sit at number two. And finally, no shocker here. They were there week one. They were there week two. And heading into week three, they're still there. Your number one team is the Buffalo Bills. Heading into this week, I thought, hey, Titans and Bills. That's made for some great games over the years. Look at last year when the Titans were able to steal one away from the Bills. The Bills said, "Mm -mm, not going to happen this year. Absolutely dominating them. How bad? Well, Ryan Tannehill got benched from Malik Willis. How bad? Well, the Bills actually punted the ball and they still were able to get the ball back because the Titans kept on muffing it. The Bills are a complete and total nightmare for teams right now. They embarrassed the reigning defending Super Bowl champs in the Rams, who are not looking that great, and they've embarrassed the Tennessee Titans. The Bills are on a warpath right now, and I don't know what team is going to stop them. Again, it is very, very early. It's only heading into week three, but the Bills look like a complete all-around team. They started the season as Super Bowl favorites, and as of right now, There is nothing that changes my mind about that. And so to recap, we got number one, the Bills, two, the Chiefs, three, the Eagles, four, the Dolphins, five, the Buccaneers, six, the Ravens, seven, the Chargers, eight, the Lions, nine, the Packers, and 10, the Giants. But of course, this is just my opinion in a crazy NFL. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Who should be in these rankings? Who should be out of it? Let me know. You can always find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout and thank you to all the patrons over patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always, Go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!